Welcome back to Attempted Delivery with Sean Dickensheets and Damian Uplis. Welcome back, guys. Uh, happy to have a bunch of new listeners um, and some bitch from Ireland. Um, <laughs> thanks to any family and friends listening. <laughs> She'll appreciate that shout out, I'm sure. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh yeah we um actually have a few in the uk uh germany um and across these fine united states um so thank you to anybody uh new listening um anybody who has uh been kind enough to tune in and listen to our yeah (laughs) idiotic banter um uh if if you could like like subscribe and and all those things rate us five stars um we do have uh our first uh listener support or supportive listener thank you (laughs) um at the end of the show notes um you can help us retire from our day jobs uh and allow us to do this full time (laughs) it's gonna be a minute yeah (laughs) um I did uh, off the top real quick. Um, it was, something was brought to my attention about the previous episode that I just wanted to clarify that um, you know maybe it could have been taken the wrong way. Um, we do have like a lot of um, friends and family uh, who are gay, who are gay, and, and we don't want to uh, alienate or insult them in any way. Um, it was brought to my attention. It might have been a little. Um, insensitive to to draw a comparison between coming out as comedians and coming out as as gay and i just wanted to clarify that the only similarity i was really drawing was telling your family something and not really knowing how it's going to be received yeah it wasn't the uh like severity or the monumental (laughs) occasion i would never (laughs) you know i would never compare those two things to where you could potentially be ostracized from family i mean hopefully you know as things progress families are more supportive and and accepting and that kind of thing but um i know that sometimes that's not the case so i I, it wasn't about the severity or monumentalness of the occasion Uh it was literally just making a making a joke that you know it trying to tell your family something and you're not sure how it's going to be received yeah so. Yeah, and I kind of forget about I forget about stuff like that. I'm a little bit younger, so it's more absurd to me that that would happen. Like those things are more absurd to me that it would be like that's where I think it's funny because it is absurd that it would be right. the, considered the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's that was the joke was the yeah, yeah. absurdity of it. Um, so sorry if the comparison pissed anyone off. Um, you know, certainly not our intention. Uh, our intention is to entertain and. We don't know how to do that quite yet. <laughs> we're, we're figuring it out on the fly, both on stage and on, on the mics. We're brand new to comedy, brand new to podcasting, so we're figuring this out. And uh, hopefully moving forward, we can uh, just keep entertaining. <laughs> yeah. On the night of July 29th, 2022. <laughs> that was awesome when Stanhope came out and his, uh, his newest special that was phenomenal. he just came out so with the apology yeah. letter right up front yeah <laughs> that was pretty brilliant this is not who i i forget yeah i wish i could remember <laughs> that i wish i could quote that but yeah it was so funny um it 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 brings about though an interesting topic like when talking about comedy is like when or if you should ever apologize for jokes mm. um yeah it's it's um I think it's it's an age old question, like at least in the comedy world, um, where we the the people we listen to talk talk about it almost every episode of their yeah. podcast. At <laughs> least yeah. spend a fraction of it on uh, on the culture and whether or not it's just pure comedy should just be allowed to be free completely. If there are taboo subjects or um, groups or people. Um, that you can't talk about or can't joke about, and uh, I don't remember who said it, but recently, a, a, a lot of people who will resist comedy or uh, comment and say that there are these things that you can't joke about, say, well, you can't punch down. It's only yeah, punching. Which... It's only punching down though, and I, I wish I could remember who said it. 
Um, but it was a great quote. Like, it's only punching down if you feel like they're beneath you. Might have been Andrew Schultz. Maybe, yeah. Because I think he said that. I mean, he, he, I, he, I, he's definitely said that before. So maybe that's where I heard it. Perhaps, but yeah. yeah it's, it's only punching down if you feel like they're below you. And Yeah, that's the most pretentious thing you could. That's like insulting right. to, and a lot of people from communities like that don't care. So like it's, a vast majority of the people who say you can't joke about blank right. are like just like white people that yeah. are trying to stand up True. for like other groups and the other groups are like, what? Hey man, I don't need your help. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not like a victim here. Like somebody's cracking jokes. Like you, you need to, like, what are you doing? Like, right. <laughs> I believe, yeah, like, you know, and then a lot of like the, some of the stuff that they make up, like I know like Tom Segura talks about. Uh, like the Latinx thing. He's like, right. what are you talking about? Like, we don't <laughs> want to be called this. Like, <laughs> um, but it, uh, it made me think of a situation last year where now looking like I looked into it again for the podcast and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like on the fence now because I can kind of see both sides. Whereas last year I was like hundred percent like no comedy in this situation is is right um last year sarah silverman uh apologized for a joke she had made like 14 years earlier at like the 2007 like mtv it was like music or movie awards some some award show on mtv uh paris hilton was in the audience and she had gotten arrested it was like dui or dwi or or whatever Mm -hmm. um and she was gonna go to jail for like a a short period of time she made a joke about it, and at the time, I was like, "She's not a victim. She's like the uh, she's the definition of privilege. Yeah, if yeah. there ever was one. So, like, making a joke about her going to jail for like a few days for yeah, yeah. something she did. She uh-huh. was she was not a victim in that situation. You know, she did the DUI, DWR, or whatever yeah, it yeah, was. Sure. Um, so uh, we'll play the joke real quick, and then we'll kind of talk about." the apology and like whether it was warranted and yeah so here we go yeah Paris Hilton is going to jail I heard that to make her feel like more comfortable in prison the guards are gonna paint the bars to look like penises I just worry that she's gonna break her teeth on those things uh what do you th- what do you think? I mean, the joke's hilarious. I know. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty pretty benign on the surface, and like, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's wrong to make fun of somebody. Like, you know, last year for some reason, I thought it was like at a roast, and I was like, oh, you signed up. Like, I know she. Yeah, wasn't you can't on- go to a roast she, and she then be upset. Although they do, they do go and say right. this X, Y, and Z is off limits, which is right. wild to me. Right, but she was in the audience, not on the panel, but or. <laughs> In in the situation in my mind where I thought she was at a <laughs> roast, she was in the audience. But yeah, this was just the audience of the MTV Awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But I guess the nature of the joke, like the the premise, is her going to to jail and stuff. The it was fucked up that they cheered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's gotta they, hurt to have a room full che- of people cheer just. <laughs> By the sheer fact that you're yeah. going to jail, but I think that speaks to she was pretty privileged. Not that that makes her a bad person. She didn't sign no, up no. for that or ask for that, and yeah, she yeah. maybe doesn't need to be demonized for that. But I'm also not going to feel sorry for you going to jail well, that, for a and, few days no because doubt. people like you or I could lose their job, lose their family, lose yeah, a whole sure. lot over a DUI. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so. She just had to go turn herself in, and I'm sure into a pretty cushy jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, she was she wasn't fucking going into Oz. Yeah, um, yeah. You and know, that's that, also, that old and HBO like, show. You look at that. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily look at myself below Paris Hilton, but that right. is in a way punching up. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you're punched. You're you know exactly. Now, where when I revisited for this podcast to, to talk about apologizing for jokes and that kind of thing where I could see um, it going w- where the nature of what the punchlines were 
were regarding sex and and i guess in a way she was somewhat a victim of the sex tape because it was released she did not want it released so i guess guess in that way she was going through all of that yeah i suppose and and this is also to say that it wasn't the public demanding sarah silverman apology no it was her decision and i think she yeah she i think that's the important thing um like I, a lot of people like say like oh don't ever apologize yeah but if you feel sorry, right apologize like apparently it's up- apparently right away she felt bad and wrote a letter of apology and tried to pass it to her people that and apparently she never got it no shit yeah but then fourteen years later on her podcast she took it upon herself people weren't calling on her to no, but yeah. she and nobody so, would call upon her right <laughs> judging by that crowd's reaction nobody <laughs> needed her right. to apologize it didn't happen in 14 years so like why not yeah, you know what yeah. i mean so so i do respect the fact that um at the time when i first heard about it i was like why the fuck is she apologize like yeah, you know yeah. what i mean but now looking back i respect the fact that she chose to do that she felt a certain way about it she felt bad so she apologized so i i respect that yeah yeah you know it wasn't yeah, it I wasn't mean, Twitter, like four people on Twitter saying how awful she was. She just did it herself. No, so. yeah, and it's it's up to the, like I mean, if somebody, I mean, it is a joke. So if they say if they you know if they apologize, that she actually she felt that like she wanted to apologize, which makes sense, you know. Like I don't have, I mean, I think it's stupid to not apologize if you feel sorry. I mean, that's what's right. what's dumber, right? You know what I mean? Like if you actually feel bad about something, it's like fuck, I got to get this out. There. Like you're just gonna th- like. Are you gonna feel bad every time you think about that gig? Right. Like shit, you know. I don't. I didn't because you know. Obviously, nobody's intention in comedy is to make somebody feel bad. Right. Like we're right. trying to be funny and a dick. You know what I mean? Like it's only right. funny if you think, especially if you think it's funny. That's that's bullshit. You know. <laughs> and like a, and the context of the joke too. If it was a roast, that and would be, she, and she was yeah, actually on the panel. Yeah. I think that would have been all fair game. Yeah, for you, sure. You, you know what I mean? Because you kind of sign up for that. Well, yeah. Much worse has been yeah, said I, I hate on that, that stage. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate when they have like uh, like off-limits stuff. It's just so funny to me. Um, like I know Nikki, when Caitlyn Jenner was on the podcast, Nikki Glazer had ended up On the cutting, roast, you mean? The, yeah, 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 on the podcast. Yeah, she was on our podcast. <laughs> um, listen to the last episode. <laughs> um, when she was on... Why do we end up doing this? We talk about one person and then we just keep we talk about them again the next week. Right. Like we already we already have a list of people we're not allowed to mention this episode. True. <laughs> that we talk True. about entirely too much. Um but yeah, she uh she there was like a, a couple, I think it was two jokes at least that uh she couldn't say about Caitlyn Jenner and they were like she it was off limits anything about like that car accident it's it's like excuse me? You mean that one where you Right. You, what, you mean the car accident where you like murdered people right okay uh, okay i guess that's off limits like yep. <laughs> that's a little wild because i know one i i forget the other one but i know one of the jokes was have you guys seen the latest season of keeping up with the car crashings and i'm like dude <laughs> that joke is so funny i don't know <laughs> um but yeah it's uh, it, uh, we do talk about comedy and not just our own attempts at it <laughs> on this podcast, but yeah. as a general thing, um, and I'm sure any comedians who are maybe <laughs> the one or two, maybe listening to this <laughs> are probably like even sick of the subject. But I think in general, um, it's an interesting thing to discuss is when, or if you should ever apologize for a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And get like you, I would normally say no, because mm-hmm you know the intent but right. if it makes you feel bad that you said it then you should probably apologize if it if it's authentic like sarah soman's apology was authentic it was not spurred by public opinion it was how she felt so like i totally respect that yeah yeah i i don't really respect if somebody's not sorry but comes out with a boilerplate apology like stanhope did coming yeah, out yeah, yeah. as his opening to the thing like he was yeah, making yeah. that statement like it's like okay, anybody can say these words. He yeah. hasn't even said anything yet. And he's yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is is an apology like that carry? Does it carry any weight or yeah. mean, or meaning? Yeah, and so. it's so cookie cutter. Like the way right. it's like literally, you've seen it. Like you've seen right. that apology before. You could literally just copy and paste the last comedian that got fucked exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I know. Like I remember a bunch of people were saying, like when Joe Rogan got in a bunch of shit recently, like. 
he came out and apologized. People were saying, oh, he shouldn't have apologized. It's like, no, if you if you don't stand behind what you said, right. apologize. If we make a shitty joke on this podcast, which, I, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I usually I'm pretty good with not saying things I regret, <laughs> but don't right. bring this up if I ever do and have to <laughs> apologize for it. But like... If you fucking, especially on some pot, I mean, like I'm drinking beer right now, so I don't know. I mean, usually I don't, my tongue doesn't slip and say like wild shit when I drink, but some people do. You know what I mean? Most people who like, and they drink and get drunk and stuff. Shane Gillis was like a a good example. He didn't fucking feel what he was saying. Right. And I mean, I, I think he apologized for like that whole... Mm-hmm. that whole thing but he was he was fucking hammered on a podcast and he's just talking shit that's what this is like right. if you if you would bring up these podcasts are the same as regular conversations that you would have off the air like this right. isn't like letterman like this isn't we're not we, right, we didn't right. we have like a piece of paper that has like single words written <laughs> on it to remember what we maybe might want to talk about other than that none of this is fucking we didn't re- like rehearse any of this, right, so it's right. very easy for, for people to just like spout off and try to, be, especially when you're trying to be funny, right? Like I, I like <laughs> fucked up. And jokes. the whole the whole thing, the whole point of being funny is to toe the line, exactly, or, or to get up to the uh-huh. line and and cross it in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes you do have missteps doing that. That's just glad you didn't say it because he might be on the list too. We talk about him a lot too. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, it's. I just think it's interesting to think about. Um, so, in terms of uh, comedy, uh, I well, was unable to go to this week's open oh, mic, shit. but you were yeah. still able to go. Um, so how how was it? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm it went okay. Sorry, I missed it. I wish I would have uh, listened to it again, so it was more fresh in my mind. But I haven't listened to it. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Didn't go great. Um, no, it went, it was fine. Um, I uh I I I even started off my set by saying, "Do you guys ever hold on to jokes so long you don't think they're funny anymore?" <laughs> Which might have been the best laugh I got through the entire set. <laughs> um, yeah, it just didn't. Uh, I I was just I had a I don't know I just had a bunch of jokes. Um, I had a bunch of like cougar jokes first off, and uh, I don't know some of them some of them hit. I shouldn't say. I actually don't even know if I read li- if I listen to it again. It was pro- like our other sets. It probably went better than I'm remembering. Right. But like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to get in the mind frame of right now. There are no bad sets. Exactly. It's, it's either yeah. a, a good open mic set or it's a learning experience because yeah, we're so yeah. brand. Well, new. And, and I don't. You know, like I don't feel bad when they go badly. Right. Even the first fucking bomb. You know, the tragic Memorial Day bombing. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like feel it felt like all right that's out of the yeah. way in like the, in the moment it there's feels gonna terrible. be a lot of these right yeah yeah the first of many but it's we learn from it uh-huh so. yeah it's the silence that feels hard <laughs> yeah. it, it's and I'm realizing like we we talked about this before too but it's like I fucking forget that I don't even when I'm watching comedy I don't laugh the entire time right like I'm not right. just laughing for an hour straight when I watch a new special right so like why am I expecting it's like I got to get comfortable with those. We, I think we talked about it last week, but I definitely see how some of those joke joke guys just want to hammer those fucking punchlines over and over again mm-hmm. just to not have to sit in any silence. Right. Whether they're doing it for that reason or if that's just their style. But like, I definitely get that's a fucking skill in itself to just be <laughs> able to take that just stare. Like, it's, yeah, yeah it's not a. I, I, the last time or two when I kind of had some silence, it, it felt. I felt a strange comfort in the uncomfortability. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't know if it's like uh-huh. a, um, what do you call it? Masochistic or something like <laughs> yeah. where I want the punishment or something <laughs> that I'm doing to myself. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> we got to get there. <laughs> I'm going to have plenty. That's, of, that's important. I'm going to yeah. have plenty of it. So uh-huh. might as well get used to it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was even thinking like literally that day I was considering because I don't mind, and Lori doesn't care, because like I said, there was a bunch of cougar jokes, obviously, about my girl. So why would she care? She wouldn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they weren't, they, none of them were mean right. against her at all. It was right. just kind of like, just she jokes about this whole situation, just the idea of it. But um, 
I did. I didn't like when you bailed on me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. I don't want to tell these with her there. Mm. Like, not it, not the first time. I told no, her. not the first time. Yeah. If, unless they kill, then I'd be different. But no, actually, that would be worse because I would feel bad about making jokes about her with her there. Right. I just I'm not into like making. I don't like. Like, if, she, if she's laughing, then they're laughing with them. But if she's not, then they're laughing. Yeah, but at that, her, well, that's so, the thing. She yeah. probably think they're funnier than anybody there. Right. Truly, like she laughed when I told her that I had a bunch of cougar jokes to do, <laughs> and I was just, I just don't want to. I don't feel comfortable putting the spotlight on her. Right. In case right. she would, you know what I mean? Because you never know. I don't know. It just didn't feel. I didn't like the way it felt. Right. And but like I, when we when I went to like I was considering switching this cassette completely. But that's what I've been practicing or, you <laughs> right. know, com- preparing to do. I need I want to I really want to get out of that to get like the preparing thing. I just want to like drop that mm-hmm. and maybe like fuck around with the microphone and stuff just because. But like I don't want to be I want to like try to rely less on that because I feel like I want to be able to go up and be like this bit's not working drop it and just switch to something I know works or right, switch like, to just something else. Try something. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I've been planning my sets meticulously mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, if this start doesn't start good, I mean, how's it going to end? Like, <laughs> right. I think much, much like everything we've done to this point, maybe we're just overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I definitely am. I ta- I was talking to one of the dudes there and I like said about like that I do that, and he kind of like laughed like oh, yeah, like like he was laughing that like I prepare that much. Right. I'm like yeah, I mean I don't know what else. He's to do like, now. how's that working for you? Yeah, now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. No, uh, but yeah, I mean yeah, it went okay. I mean it it went mid. I mean honestly, right. like I said, by but the it, time I was about to go on stage, I was over the jokes. So like right. it went literally as well as I thought it was gonna. Go. I felt it was gonna go. I thought maybe it would go better, but it didn't. It went exactly. So it was it was mid. Um, you went kind of towards the end. You said were uh, were there still a decent amount of people there? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a, there was definitely some people. Like it wasn't like empty or anything. Right, right. So right. like yeah, a couple people went out to smoke, but then they did come back in. Nice. You know, and everybody. You know, everybody was supportive and stuff it's a very supportive place regardless of if you get zero laughs or not so (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so that's not like a big deal but yeah um no it went pretty well yeah i can't i can't complain sorry i missed it yeah it's okay (laughs) yeah sorry i had to to bail on you (laughs) (laughs) well and i i i I, I, if we were more in like the swing of things, I'd be more comfortable missing a couple in a row, but I was just like, I fucking need to go. Like, I I just feel like more anxious, not going, which is have fun next week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely missing it and excited to get back to it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did say, somebody said, the dude I was talking to, he was like, yeah, you're still green. When I was I mentioned that I'm really enjoying like the process and stuff, he's like, yeah, you're, you're still green. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, and somebody did, uh, somebody else gave me a, uh, sent me an Instagram like post of uh, another open mic in West York nice. that we can try to go to. I forgot to show it to you. Mm. But uh, yeah, on Tuesday, Tuesdays? Yeah, it was on Tuesdays. So we have, at some point, we might have another, we have, well, we definitely have another option. I think I did it would see be good the, for us to go to some different rooms. Yeah, just and to, I did see on the flyer that it's a limited amount of spots, though. So I'm like, oh, shit. Huh. Like, fuck, we're about to go on time. Right, <laughs> Make right. sure we get there to get a spot. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, overall, I can't complain. Yeah, I got no, I got no complaints, but... uh could have went better but it went exactly how i expected um (laughs) before we move on i wanted you to read this this is a beer i'm drinking i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. mention where it's from but uh does this uh you probably you should know this better than me throwing copper isn't that's a live song isn't Uh it okay yeah no it's actually the album Uh, it's there And I was actually listening to it on the way here. We'll mm. talk about a different band for a change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, a local band from Lancaster, or are they from York? I guess they say York, huh? Somewhere around here, yeah. yeah. Somewhere. In, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Live was around the late 80s, or did they not? was it the 90s? Uh, ni- early 90s. Okay. I think that was when they really broke. Yeah, yeah. and Throwing Copper was their 
album. That was right. the album. I don't right. know if I feel bad saying that because you know, but um, yeah, it's a it's just a craft beer that's named after them. But uh, they that album is the shit kind of <laughs> like that's the fucking album. I mean, it, it's like listening to it, it's like oh the first three songs I've heard on the radio a thousand times. Right, like. Right. I could see why that was the breakthrough album because that got a ton of traction. Like I can't think, I can't remember the names of the songs, but literally the first three songs are uh, lightning crashes. That's their big, big one. That was like song five, I think on the album. My favorite one is it it was on the radio, but of the radio hits, I heard it the least, which I don't know. Maybe that's why I liked it. Um, Yeah. Sometimes it's like that by the, by the Riverside Riverside down by the Riverside. Um, But it had a pretty sick bass line. Okay. In it, yeah, yeah. Um, as like this kind of like funky bass line, um, and it was just like a cool, a cool song. That was probably my favorite of theirs. I never got into them like hugely. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't own any, any other stuff, but like, um, that song I would definitely dig when it would come on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, that's not even on the album I was talking about, which is hilarious. I just had to look it up quick, but, but yeah, like I just like I started listening to it. And I have listened to their music before. I just never got super into it, right. just for whatever reason. It's just hit or miss. I mean, but I, it's definitely good. Like I don't have any, like I like it a lot. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's good. Fucking. It is. It's. It reminds me. It's like uh, reminds me of like Candlebox a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like grungy, but not. Is it just me, or does it seem like with grunge music, everybody I've ever met that loves a grunge band, they love one. <laughs> one of them one of the one of the bands is like their grunge band yeah and they don't hate the rest but like like i, I love i actually can't argue with that I, yeah. I, I this is just like a observation that mm-hmm. i've i feel like because like i love soundgarden mm-hmm. i don't know much about Nirvana. i love nirvana right. i like i like kurt cobain but i don't I I don't I don't own any of their albums. For me, it would be Alice in Chains. Yeah, where I, I dug Soundgarden, dug Nirvana, but I wouldn't own a ton of their stuff. But I have every Alice in Chains album. Yeah, that's um, funny. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's I don't. Funny I'm, that just, you I'm the that. same way. I don't <laughs> know shit. About, I know the hits of Alice in Chains, but like I totally don't. And I did listen to that album you told me to listen to. Was it Jar of Flies? Yeah, that shit yeah. is sick. Yeah, that is that. I've heard a bunch of their those songs, but uh, but yeah, I'm like what the fuck is going on here? Like this is a, this it's like, it's weird. And then there's, a, I guess there's other, I can't think of other grunge bands off the, um, Christ, Alice in Chains. Soundgarden, Soundgarden Pearl Jam. Pearl, oh, Pearl Jam. Yeah. I love Pearl Stone, Jam. Stone Temple Pilots. But I never, yeah. 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 Stone Temple Pilots, were they, they were later, weren't they? Uh, or were, am I just making that up? They were in that. Uh, I know I, they were yeah, in the time, but I thought they came like a little bit. They were definitely a little after Pearl Jam because there was a lot of people drawing oh, yeah. drawing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, similarities with the voice a little bit. Um, but I feel like a lot of uh, Seattle bands kind of had a similar vocal thing going on a little bit. Some some more than others. But Yeah, I, would yeah. Say, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I would say Soundgarden <laughs> might be the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the least, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't even know, but they were... They were almost closer to heavy metal, if like on the grunge spectrum. Yeah, especially the early. The early yeah, the early yeah, shit yeah. was way, cra- yeah, yeah, way crazy. I guess Jets just. I guess that's just like the vocals, kind of, yeah. because their slower, grungier songs were definitely grunge, but like didn't have that like real. I don't even know how to describe that shit. That I look look at that as Eddie Vedder like sounding voice. Right. I guess Pearl Jam must be number two in my 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 <laughs> book because. Uh, that's what I think of when I think of like really grungy vocals. I actually think of like Eddie Vedder above Chris Cornell, to be honest. Right, right, right. But again, I'm, I mean, I'm like a Chris Cornell fan before a Soundgarden fan. So then I might be something like, you know, that might be a little bit of different biasm. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and I know I've heard, I heard somebody make a joke. I think it was on a podcast that, uh, Candlebox killed grunge music because <laughs> they were like the later one. I think there was a documentary, so I never watched. It. I, I didn't get to see it, but I th- I, th- I remember somebody saying that what you were talking about. So they, I, I dug Candlebox when they come. Oh yeah, I love um Far Behind. Like yeah, that's yeah. I can like play that song on guitar, so I really dig that song. Just I love that that riff. That fucking it's like the entire song is that same riff. Mm-hmm. Besides the chorus, like over and over again, it's just fucking a sweet 
just like a sweet riff. And he was doing something different vocally than than some of the others yeah. also. So like, yeah, yeah, I, I dug him. Yeah, no, yeah, it's all pretty good. But I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to live on the way here. Right. Yeah, they kind of like. I wonder why. I guess they just kind of because they haven't. I haven't. When was the last time they released anything? I'm not sure. I feel yeah. bad if they've released something recently, mm-hmm. and we don't know about it. Right. But you have a run in with live. Oh, that's <laughs> that's why you brought it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you brought it up. Um, yeah, unknowingly, um, <laughs> is pretty funny. I, I was working at a local guitar shop up here, and. Uh, we carried orange amps, uh, which is like kind of like a higher end. Um, they're you know they ain't cheap. yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know music, orange amps are the amps. Um, yeah, they're they're awesome amps, but they're not cheap. Um, but one day this dude comes in, uh, brings his own bass. Well, you have to be a dealer too. They don't yeah, yeah. just they don't even had you said they don't even have them at Guitar Center. Uh, I don't know if they do now, but they, but they didn't. Yeah, at, at the so time. they're like legit. It yeah. reminds you of like a skate company that doesn't sell to zoomies or shank and tittle or one of these mall stores. They only sell to skate shops. Right. It's like right, a right. core thing. They don't care about money. They want, you know, the real deal to be using their products. They don't right. want just like guitar center to be able to, right. You know, take the money, you know? Right. Um, they're awesome amps, but, uh, this dude comes in with his, uh, his own bass, which you already know, dude, serious. He wants to hear how his bass sounds not just some bullshit yeah, base off of the off of the wall. So like, yeah, it's really cool. Um, we would actually I never would have thought of something anything like that, but that makes a lot. We would of sense. recommend to them, or if somebody wanted to try an amp, what guitar do you play? Let's get you something close to it, so you know what it's going to sound like when you get home, and you don't yeah. try to bring it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this dude kind of comes in. He's not like he's not a dick or anything, but he's just like kind of no nonsense. He's like, I just want to I want to try this out. So I hook him up, just let him play for a bit. Um, and I'm, if he played some of his bass lines, or maybe he was, and I didn't recognize his, <laughs> he, was, he wasn't playing the hits. Um, but uh, he's, you know, he's playing, and uh, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, 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 I'll take it. So I start ringing him up, and we have like a point of sale system where you put people in, um, you know, so they have an account. You can bring up what they bought yeah, in the yeah. past and that kind of thing. Um, so if they're like, yeah, what strings did I get last year? Or, you know, um, so I ask him his name, like, all right, cool, putting in do all this thing and uh yeah it's funny i save my string packages right because <laughs> i'm afraid i'm gonna forget so i just put them in a drawer um and like he he kind of has like uh, not like a super pretentious dude but he kind of gets annoyed when i ask his name and then when he tells me the name i have no reaction because i don't know who he is and then like he just buys it and he he rolls out and uh so i say to the manager i was like that seemed kind of weird. He was kind of like... Like a weird vibe. Yeah, not like... He wasn't just like a straight-up dick, like, how dare you not recognize me? Um, but it was just kind of, like, annoyed with me asking his name. Uh, and she was like, that was a bass player from live. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I don't think I would have treated him any different or anything. Or I wouldn't... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, he is just a bass player. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, coming from a lead guitar, that doesn't surprise. That does not surprise me. Um, uh, but yeah, just it was it was just a funny situation where you just don't know who you're working with, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. If, I don't think he was expecting any kind of star treatment, but probably wanted some recognition in his hometown. Well, <laughs> well, and I wonder if it was like the opposite. If right. like when you asked his name, he was like, "Oh no." He's right. gonna fuck, and then it was like the d- d- opposite reaction. Right. <laughs> I put it in like John Smith or whatever. Like it didn't, yeah, yeah. It didn't register because uh-huh. I didn't know his name. I barely know the singer's name. I- I'd recognize it if you told me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. But yeah. I was never. Um, I never like got into into them, so I don't know shit about them, which is fucked up because I. I mean, I like their music a lot. I definitely know their songs. Like, like I said, when I listened right. to that album, I was like. Oh, it's one of these. Like, it's one of these albums that gets like four hits. Like, that's not common. Like, that's hard to do. You know, only like the Eagles and Journey can pull that off for like decades. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was funny. Whenever I got this beer, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> that actually reminds me of uh, that situation. Reminds me of um, there's a bunch of like music related uh, light bulb jokes. Like, how many lead singers does it take to? Screwing a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. One, he just holds it, and the world revolves around him. <laughs> uh, how many guitar players? 
uh, one to do it and like eight to tell them how they could do it better. <laughs> and then uh, how many... Base That's <laughs> so funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> how many bass players does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> None for drummers? I, I can't remember. I'm sure yeah, yeah, there are, yeah. but I can't remember. <laughs> well, that's funny. That reminds me, because I'm a big like Avenged Sevenfold fan, and you're, you hate Avenged Sevenfold, so you won't. <laughs> don't hate them. I don't, I don't, I don't hate them. I, I respect them. They're you know probably more talented than... No, not not probably. Definitely more talented than I, than I am. Just the, the vocals are a little grating. Yeah, yeah. But Sometimes I, it hits you, rubs you the wrong way. It's hard to get away from. Right. I, I respect them. Which yeah. is, I'm, a, I'm a Megadeth fan, and many people hate Dave Mustaine's voice. So. A lot of people talk shit on yeah. Megadeth, especially just for being like lame old men at this point. Now it's more of like those jokes. Right, right, right. Like, oh, you like Megadeth? Sick, dude. Um, but yeah, um, no, a lot of people said that about they have an album. Fuck. No, let's let, let's move on. Yep. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Let's get back to comedy. So, yeah, let's so let's talk comedy. about a real comedian. Whitney Cummings dropped a special this week, yep. Monday. and uh, It's called Jokes. Yeah, it was called Jokes. On and Net I saw Netflix. her on the Flagrant podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's and, been on all the podcasts yeah. this week. She's on she fucking, dude, yeah. she killed it on the Flagrant one. She, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it, but it was hilarious. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she, fit, she fit right she in. Tiger Belly. She was, she was on all of them nice. this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and like... It was it was obviously really good. It's fucking Whitney Cummings. She's right. like one of the greatest to do it. It's her, it was her fifth special. She uh I like when she when she was on I don't know if she said it on another podcast. I think it's the only one I saw, but she was kind of like she it was funny cuz she was saying about like all these new specials, like half of them are like they have this like underlying meaning with all like they want to like say something. They want to they want to have like some kind of theme or like uh some deep pur- purpose and she's like I just want to do jokes. I'm I'm just doing jokes, and it's really. I just thought it was like admirable because like she could easily get away with spending five minutes on anything. Like she, I mean, right. five, ten, fifteen minutes and on some kind of. She's smart enough and talented enough that she could craft a whole absolutely special. Well, and, and yeah, she could she could make a whole. I mean, she could make like a super meaningful. You know what I mean? She right. could. I mean, she can do whatever she wants, right. and she chose to just say now, nope, just doing jokes. I do have to say that. Um, I didn't. It was good, and I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as her last one, um, but it was it was still enjoyable. Well, and, also, and some it doesn't stuff, help that we saw most of that material. I was going to say that too. We did see it. Um, uh, I think it was last June, so almost a year. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see what and it was better. What she it was, added yeah, and, it was, uh, and tweaked, and like it definitely perfected it over over the years. So it was definitely good. Hell yeah! Um, I didn't feel necessarily that that took away from it. Mm-hmm. I, I f- um, and she's kind of always done this, but I think instead of uh, being called jokes, this one could have been called act outs. <laughs> yeah, she, she relied yeah. very very heavily on act outs, and then also early on was referencing like specific memes that everyone has seen. Yeah, yeah. So I felt a little bit like I like I like when I'm watching a comedian and I don't necessarily see the uh what am I trying to say? Like the structure where I can say, "Oh, she's doing that right now." "Oh, they're doing that right now." Like when a comedian's on stage performing, yes, they're doing jokes or performing jokes, but there's they're also doing eye contact in a certain way. Chappelle's hitting his mic or his yeah, thigh yeah. with the mic. They're they're the they're the performance aspect uh-huh. things. So I was noticing things more that you wouldn't typically notice. Like, oh, right now she's referencing that meme because everyone has seen that meme right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that like there was a section where she was referencing very specific memes. Uh-huh. But other than that, like it it was a ton of act outs, which and I mean it it sounds literal and obvious, but yeah, any yeah. non comedian like uh, that just means like they're not just telling you about an action. They're they're hum- performing they're, the action. They're humping yeah, yeah. the stool or the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're bending over. They're throwing their arms. They're not just pointing or you know what I mean. They're actually yeah, yeah. doing the action that they're talking about, not just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and I definitely... That's really funny, though. It should have been called Act Out. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was definitely great. I definitely say... I mean, it's hard to even look at it objectively because we saw it 
live, but it was definitely, and there's no way to even like know. It's probably because we saw it, but I thought it was way funnier in person, but that's the nature of comedy. True. Like they say true. you lose, like, uh, and they say you, you, it's 70%. What, what is it? It's 70% funnier in per- what the hell's the? I mean, I think it. Lo- they say you lose like thirty percent or something. Like you right. lose thirty percent if you watch the special as opposed to seeing it live. Right, especially like we saw her in a smaller club, not like an oh, are- yeah. arena. Oh I yeah, mean, we saw or, her down at Magoobie's Joke House in uh, Timonium. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Baltimore, but <laughs> close, I, close enough. Yeah, yeah. They call it's called Baltimore, but it's right. not because <laughs> no one knows Timonium outside of baltimore yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly if them i mean i bet there's i wonder if there's people in baltimore they don't even know timonium <laughs> oh you mean that place on my way up to york <laughs> sorry on my way up to harrisburg because nobody knows york <laughs> um but yeah i don't uh it was definitely i definitely thought it was funnier and, and we, it, we were like right there too that's like a 300 seater club i think right so like that was like the best yeah and I heard her say, like, during the pandemic, she booked all those club gigs because she was like, oh, my God, we don't want, like, we got to support the comedy clubs. Like, right. So right. they don't, you know, they don't go out of business. And then she, like, had all, a ton of club dates that she had to go do, which probably, she probably lost money doing because <laughs> they don't pay nearly as much as her 2,000-seat theaters <laughs> right. that she's normally doing. But but it was like, that was an element when we talked about Schultz's special, you felt the crowd more. Which made it a little more enjoyable. It was a little more immersive, like yeah, you were yeah. there. Um, whereas this one, like you said, it, it didn't have that same feeling because you saw the separation from the crowd and the yeah, and the, yeah. Um, and the comedian. Yeah, and that's um, normal. I mean, right. that's it's all the other specials. Right. Yeah, that was yeah when we talked about Schultz special. That was like an interesting thing that they brought in. You know. And the um, I, I'm definitely not trolling. I'm not saying it was a bad spot. I enjoyed it. Now you're talking it, shit, <laughs> Whitney. I'm on your side. Uh, don't don't. But you did notice something that may have been a result of doing the act outs. What's that? Uh, oh, that- <laughs> yeah. The only thing that distracted me is she seemed like she was out of breath for like fifty percent of the jokes. And I'm like, geez, girl, calm down. Right. <laughs> it's funny. She always jokes. She's like never done cocaine but like she definitely has cocaine energy <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's just be- i think it's just a natural high some people are just high energy yeah and i yeah. think she's she's one of if them she, yeah so. if you listen to our podcast she's definitely like <laughs> no, no 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 well yeah on uh, the flagrant podcast at some point she looks over at, like alex is like do they let you talk and he's like i'm just waiting for you to breathe so i can say something <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah we're not, we're not trolling i mean i think we both enjoyed the special it was just the oh, yeah, things we noticed it, I think this would be very boring if we just showered praise yeah, on, every, yeah. on every special. I think we should try to, you know, be Some, uh, somewhat critical. I guess, but, uh, right, right. I mean, it was, like I said, she's, you know, super funny and talented more than I will ever, you know, aspire to be. But it was just those little things were distracted. Like, you know, I mean, you will be out of breath if you hump the stage yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, for yeah, a bit, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Oh yeah, definitely no shade on her because she's right. yeah. I mean, we were talking about roasts earlier. Not many better than her at fucking roast jokes, right? Yeah, right. that shit is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had some pretty brutal ones. Um, one of them that uh, I think somebody else performed it, but she wrote it, uh, where she said flavor f- the roast of flavor flavor like flavor flavor. You look like <laughs> you look like how Magic Johnson should look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so brutal. That's yeah, that's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Again, an example of you're signing up for that kind of joke. No, um, well, and he. To, to I where, mean, of all people, Flavor Flav probably cared the least right. out of anybody on those roasts, <laughs> this Comedy Central roast. Right, but like the the Silverman uh, bit that we talked about in the beginning may have. May have worked a little better in a roast situation, yeah, not just where that's kind of to be expected. Uh-huh, MTV, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh uh, man, yeah. What else we got going on? Well, I guess I'll take a little bit of time to, uh, since we're talking shit. Well, you're talking shit. I didn't. <laughs> Love you, Whitney. Um, <laughs> uh, so Netflix is making a new series. And they're, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it a reboot. They're making a new series of uh, Resident Evil. A series or a movie? I thought it was a, it might be a movie. Oh, yeah. Honestly, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, 
it's probably going to be dog shit regardless of what it is. Uh, they could put like Keanu Reeves in it and it's probably still going to be horrible because they just can't. I don't understand why they can't leave well enough alone. Like one, it bothers me when they made like the Joker. Mm. They made the Joker like five minutes after the Dark Knight. Right. They're trying to capture that. That, that dark. Yeah. The new, right. you know, the new original idea that who directed the Dark Knight? Uh, is that Nolan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Christian Bale played Batman. Right. Yeah. But Those Heath, Heath Ledger's performance was so epic that, they, that they've tried to recreate it several times with losers, and they're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jared exactly. Leto and Joaquin Phoenix. Fuck both Jared, of them. Jared Leto. <laughs> um, yeah. Thought that was... Uh, I, I was thinking, like, Adam Levine for some reason. <laughs> they look... They might both look... Do they look the same? Might as well a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like... That like I don't understand why we can't have original ideas like in Hollywood. It blows my. I guess they're chasing the money, which I right. get. It's a business, but like, dude, or, the man died. Like Heath right. Ledger is dead <laughs> after making like the great one of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen, and he. I mean, some people think it's like there's lore behind like him killing himself to do that movie, right. And like you just gonna make another one right away? Like isn't that like a little? Don't you feel a little right. icky? trying to remake that movie right after the he dies like a dude who came from a teen heartthrob like i've never seen range like that he was in fucking uh the 10 things i hate about you i don't know if you saw that i did because i think so yeah i've seen like all the chick flicks but uh but then also uh broke back mountain oh wait was he one of the cowboys heath ledger yeah yeah (laughs) holy shit he looked really different in that movie yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess I've only seen him with long. Did he have short hair in that movie? I don't remember his hair in that movie. I might have only yeah. seen that movie like once or maybe parts of it. Right. Well, you don't watch movies for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I watch some. I mean, I watch right. plenty of movies. I just missed like the classic movies. Right. I missed all like the, the respectable cinema. I was watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and 27 Dresses. Apparently, Meet Mean Girls, The Notebook. I don't, I don't know what that says about me, but... <laughs> I I missed Casino. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but, but yes, it, uh, again, again, not only unoriginal ideas, but they take good ideas and try to like recreate, recreate that them. Energy, That's why yeah. like a lot of Stephen King movies are garbage because they try to retell the story in a different way. It's like he already wrote the story; just do that. Yeah, the, the best. Well, he's Stephen one of King the movies, greatest novelists of all time. Right. You're not going to do better than it, right? So just copy it <laughs> or throw it out. Like, and the best ones. Do. Yes, and they're mostly short stories because that motherfucker writes in way too much detail to capture in right. a movie. And to your point, like Resident Evil, in the games, the story is good, right? It's phenomenal. Right, Here's like, the thing. I don't know why people do this. <laughs> I don't know why they keep insisting. Video games are I, are better than any other, any anything. They're better than books. They're better than movies. They're better than television shows. You might not like video games, but I, I trust me when I say you are you are not going to top a video game, a good AAA video game. Now there's shitty ones. Call of Duty used to have phenomenal stories, but it's also right. a war game, so the story is going to be and then the Band g- of Brothers or something. Right. It's going to be a war story, but we're talking about like some of these games. Like there's one that and they try to remake them, and it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like The Last of Us. You haven't played that yet, but you eventually. Wait, is that the one? That's the one with the the first one starts with the guy and the girl. Yes. And he's trying to protect the girl. Yeah, that one I did play the the first yeah. one because you my, do got to finish it. My though. friend, super like he he told me like about the story and how crushing it was, and like he was like I actually like cried at the at the beginning kind well, of sequences. You're early thinking on. of two. We actually had two? this conversation all okay, before. Maybe I was. You do okay. have to play one first, Alrighty. but you're thinking of two, and you definitely have to play the first part first to, to be crushed. Alrighty. So you definitely have to do that. But And they're starting to wise up on this because they're starting to make very easy difficulties for some of these AAA games that have like a phenomenal story. They're making super easy difficulties so that people who aren't good at video games can play them. Right. And so you can at can, least get the story. Yeah, and yeah. it's like so it's so easy that you're just playing to play in between cutscenes. Like I love this video game series called Metal Gear Solid 
And it literally, if you play one of those games, you if you, you have to have longer than... You can't just sit down and play for 20 minutes because you can enter a cutscene that lasts 45 minutes. <laughs> it's literally ridiculous. Right. But usually, like, it's the amount of detail and backstory that you get out of a video game. A, like, a writer couldn't even write... Like, even Stephen King cannot write... That would be... Somebody like that could probably do it justice but you are not turning that into a movie effectively like right. you just and they keep trying to do this shit the original like you kind of liked the, the resident evil movies the, f- I the fucking... first one i only i only ever saw the first one and okay. the first one was all right but i also wasn't super familiar with the with the lore yeah. and, and so i i had played one or two of the games uh-huh. so i was kind of familiar with the concept but to me the first movie was at least somewhat enjoyable the first one was a cool they like did their own thing with it and it was cool. It was like really suspenseful and crazy, like really like fucking um really like dramatic and like what is going on in here. And listen, I played by that time, I had played the first four games, four plus games, and I didn't even know what was going on in the story of the movie. <laughs> right. But at least it was that. At least it was so different that it was just crazy but then the rest of them were just just action movies right. they were just brain dead action movies which in their defense the games took that turn as well when gotcha. it got to the like Resident Evil 5 6 and 7 they did the story were were okay mm. but the gameplay t- like in my personal opinion severely suffered it was just action video gaming and i'm like i played this for the puzzles <laughs> like the original right, right, right. PlayStation 1 and yeah, PlayStation One and maybe oh, like a couple for PlayStation Two were there were puzzles like you you would get right. you would have to like figure out like puzzles and and like codes and like all kinds of crazy shit. It was like really different. Right. And then when they got to five, they just it was just like a run and gun shooter game, and it just like they like I, I just don't know why they won't just leave it alone. So what you're saying is you do not have high hopes for this new. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to watch new. it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not even going to try. Like I, I, I've been burned by this company way too many times, and like, it's just. And and the thing is, the thing that's irritating is it would be so easy to. Tr- this isn't even a crazy story. Like the story isn't super. Like the first, the first game, is takes place. It is a special forces unit of a police task force or whatever that investigates like strange disappearances near a mansion and it turns out that there's zombies and shit Mm -hmm. and they find this secret laboratory underneath the mansion and blah 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 like it's does that sound like hard to make into a movie like it's like a very (laughs) basic premise the second movie is specifically about a a rookie police officer's first day on the job in raccoon city who meets this girl who is the sister of one of the people on that specific task force who, and they show up to this city to like find he's starting for work. She's starting, she's looking for her brother and there's the out, the zombie outbreak in the city. Like this isn't difficult. Like this isn't even, (laughs) (laughs) you could literally just copy the story. Now the dialogue, this was in 2000, like one when these games started being made, maybe 98, so the dialogue wasn't great. <laughs> so you clean up the dialogue, but like the story is there. Yeah, just, you just do have to not that. Mess it up. <laughs> yeah, don't change it. Same thing with like Stephen King movies. They just, they change it. Shawshank is exactly like the book. That's why it was great. Right. The Green Mile is exactly like the book. Right. That's why it's great. They did it right. Yeah, especially the ones that they try to do for TV just are terrible because they seems kind, like kind it, yeah. of water it down. Under the Dome started good. That's what I heard. And then just they. I don't know if they just like we can get another season or two out of this, but they took a completely different. Yeah, turn. you read the book too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went completely left field, like just in. It started just telling a completely different story. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and yeah, we. I don't even think I've finished it. Like I, I watched several seasons, and it was like, nah, I'm done with this. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, it's and that's yeah. pretty much. And then even, dude. Even the now the new they've if you play video games if you don't sorry but uh, 
the new ones they now they do like kind of two things they're doing like two things simultaneously with the video games there's this new series called resident evil there was resident evil 7 biohazard which fun fact was the original title of the first video game in japan but when it came to the states they didn't keep the Mm -hmm. subtitle Mm -hmm. but uh it's like first person and they made it because the original games were survival horror they were like a lot of jump scares. Literally, like, I mean, now it's not that scary. Actually, honestly, if I was playing it, I would jump for sure. <laughs> Some of there's like jump outs and shit that are terrifying. But uh, the the new like version is like first person and like they do, it's crazy. Like it's batshit insane the way they've, and that, what they're doing with those games is great. And then they just made one, the last one they made was Resident Evil Village, which was kind of a, a, a sequel to the the first person one that they did a few years ago and that was great too and it's a really like interactive like i i think they made it in vr which i don't even know if i'd be a down to play because that shit would <laughs> that would be, probably be pretty freaky <laughs> it'd be dude it would it would be fucking terrifying but um but like they remade they went as far as to remake resident evil 2 for playstation 4 and it was perfect they literally remade the game, the PlayStation 2. Some of the puzzles were different. Things were different, but it was basically the exact same game that was for PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Nice. At the beginning of the pandemic, they came out with Resident Evil 3 Remake, and it was fucking dog shit. <laughs> they remade it, and they changed the game completely. It's like they took, oh, we copy, we carbon copied the Resident Evil 2, and that did really well. Do you guys want to like change everything in Resident <laughs> Evil 3 and make it a completely different game? Do you think that would go over really well? Like, I don't know what most, I don't know what the general public feels about it, but I was like so angry that I spent $60 on this game that they could, they literally did more work. They chose to do more work to ruin this game. <sighs> it uh, That reminds me of, um, the first movie, uh, I did actually. That's the only one of the movies that I saw, and I saw it in theaters. It was actually um, uh, pretty early on. One of my wife and I's like first date. Um, I don't know if that tells it was your how first old, date, no, or one of our one first, first dates, first date, or, or okay. early, early on. I don't. It yeah, definitely, yeah. it definitely wasn't our first date, but it, it was early on. Um, maybe within the first year or two. I don't remember what year it came out. Oh, okay, um, but. We were watching it and like it's like pretty brutal. It's gruesome. It's like super like tense. Oh yeah. And yeah. then at the very end, there's a scene where Mila Jovovich just like wakes up in this lab, and yeah, it's like yeah. tense and you don't know what's going. You don't know what's going on. She doesn't know what's going on, and she wakes up and she's just on this table and she's like completely naked and stands up and it's like this super like tense moment. What's going on? Like what's happening? And from a couple rows behind us. We just hear somebody go, show that snatch. <laughs> and <laughs> it totally like ruined the, t- t- like, the tension of the film. Like the whole theater's laughing. <laughs> and some girl's smacking her boyfriend. For- <laughs> but it was just so funny. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that definitely killed. That's It's so worth it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie came out in 2002. So you're old. That as was fuck. that was that was our it's first twenty year. years ago. Yeah, that was our first. Uh, that was our <laughs> first yeah. year. Uh, we got together. I guess January of that year. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's funny. I j- yeah, I hate to vent like that, but uh, <laughs> dude, fuck, I I've n- I'm not watching that unless some less like. It gets like who said wins a Grammy unless that shit wins like an Oscar or something. There's no, there's almost no chance of me watching that because I'm just gonna be disappointed. Yep. Yeah. Like and like like that first movie. I remember being like, what is this? Like this didn't even make any sense. But at least I was like, it was like super artistic. Yeah. yeah. And then literally the next installment was just a zombie killing like fest. Like it literally didn't even make any sense. It right. barely it was followed action, the action story. over story. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. And then they're talking about they're talking about remaking Resident Evil Four, which is like a lot of not mine, but it was a lot of people's favorite. Probably the last good game before they started getting way too action packed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I'm assuming they're just gonna 
fuck that up. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even know why people are excited for it. I guess they, I don't know. I, I might be alone in my opinion about that game, but it is what it is. But, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, is that about, uh, I guess we're about at it. Unless you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to talk about anything else. Um, we can save it for next time. All right. I think we need content. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah, so, uh. Thanks for bearing with us while we try to, uh, (laughs) while we attempt to entertain. (laughs) Um, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, uh, rate us five stars. Um, you know, like we said in the top, you know, thank for, thank you to all the people who have, uh, chosen to, to, to tune in. (laughs) Yeah. Let me show my age some more. Um, (laughs) Uh, who have chosen to listen? They haven't created a new uh, a new term for it yet, so Stream. I think tune in streaming. You're, I guess that's what the kids are doing now, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rate us five stars, like, uh, share, subscribe, do all those things because it does help us reach some 